0: On this episode of the Pre PT Grind podcast, we are joined by Dr. Christine Sweezy. Christine is a new grad PT and is also a part of Greg Todd's network of smart success physical therapists. During our interview, we talk about her background in personal training, her experience through undergrad and PT school, her network of physical therapists, and how her experiences and passion have given her purpose and clarity as a new grad PT. Enjoy.
1: This episode of the Pre-PT Grind Podcast is brought to you by the Accepted System. The Accepted System is not just coaching, it's not just an online course, it's not a feel-good group, and it's definitely not your guidance counselor just giving you a few tips and sending you on. This is a proven system that helps pre-PT students just like you get accepted into PT school without wasting time or money. The Accepted System has achieved acceptance for students with above and below 3.0 GPAs. Our system trains pre-PTs to think differently so that they can ultimately fulfill their dreams of becoming doctors of physical therapy despite their fears, low grades, and uncertainty of the future. The Accepted System is a do-it-with-you six-week program that teaches you our Accepted System method. To learn more, visit us at www.preptgrind.com and click I Need to Know More under the Accepted System. We hope to help you achieve your dreams of getting into physical therapy school. Now enjoy the rest of the episode.
0: Welcome to the Pre-PT Grind podcast, where we help you decide, prepare, and transform into not just becoming the best PT student, but the best future physical therapist that you can be. Today, I'm honored to be joined by the just newly doctored Christine Sweezy. Christine is a new grad from the University of New England and just passed her boards. Woohoo!
2: Congrats. <laughs> Thank um, you.
0: All you've accomplished recently, and thanks for taking the time out of uh, your day to join us on the podcast.
2: Yeah, I'm happy to be on. Thanks for having me. Of course.
0: So take us through your pre-PT journey a little bit from undergrad all the way into PT school acceptance.
2: Okay. So I went to James Madison University in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Go Dukes. (laughs) Um, I studied kinesiology with a concentration in exercise science. And basically my first exposure to physical therapy was for a school internship. So there I got to see kind of what PT was actually like I saw people coming in with ailments and they were getting better, so I got to see the whole rehab process, which um, has always interested me because I <laughs> played sports pretty much my whole life and I was always kind of one of the smaller ones on the field, so I'd always get hurt. <laughs> um, and when I got older, you know, in high school, I was always in the trainer's room, and that's kind of when it piqued my interest. Like, what's going on with my body? How long is this going to take? Like. Why am I doing the things that I'm doing? Mm -hmm. Um, So I was always kind of interested in the rehab process. I just didn't know what career I was going to do with that. Um, So when I did like my PT internship for JMU, I shadowed a physical therapist. And by the end of the summer, I was like, okay, this is, I think this is what I want to do. And I did that before my senior year. And then typically applications I feel like are due end of October. So that gave me a couple months to get ready for PT school and I was pretty stressed out. So I was like, you know what, I'll just take a year off, take my GRE, get everything all together. Um, So I became a personal trainer for my gap year, which was like the best thing ever. I definitely recommend it to anyone that's listening. You get to practice evaluations, you get to build your people skills. Um, Um, you know, build on your exercise prescription, um, just a whole bunch of things. So that's kind of what I did in my year off until I got accepted.
0: Yeah, that gap year can be very valuable. A lot of our pre-PTs that are in PT school now took that gap year. Um, So like specifically, what were some specific struggles that you faced as an undergrad and how did you overcome
2: them? Okay, so first I'll, I'll start out with a kind of zoomed out approach where I did everything by myself and like in that sense like I didn't really know what was out there career-wise after you you know graduate in kinesiology with a bachelor's because I feel like there's not like too much. Um, Resource-wise I had no idea what was out there to you know help me get into PT school which is why I think the pre-PT grind is so awesome because I definitely could have used that. As a pre PT, um, but going back, I don't know. I was pretty shy uh, in undergrad. I'd still say I'm pretty shy now. Even if you watch like my Instagram, <laughs> but um, I didn't have a ton of friends like in my major, so I didn't have a ton of people to bounce ideas off of. Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing for internships, or what are you doing after you graduate, or this and that. Um, I kind of just had to Google how to do everything. So like PT casts can definitely be intimidating and i feel like that just gave me anxiety every time i thought of uh every time i thought of that um so i had some people in my internships you know like going to pt school and i just felt like at that point in my life like being a doctor was really intimidating and it just like sounded like a lot of work and honestly i was a pretty average student and i didn't know if i kind of had what it took to be where I am today um but it was kind of cool because on one of my internships um my CI brought on different um students and they were like first year second year third year so I got to see the educational difference between what they all knew because I felt like I didn't know anything um and my CI was like don't worry you're gonna learn everything that you need to know going through like PT school so I just kind of kept pushing until I got accepted And Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's great. I mean, that that reminds me of kind of a quote that Joseph and Casey often bring up to us um, as their mentees, and that is, if you want to go fast, go alone, but if you want to go far, go together.
2: Absolutely. I think think having
0: that team or like having that group or network of like-minded individuals around you, not just challenges like you more or less, but it pushes you because they're going somewhere and you're you're kind of all rowing your boat in the same direction mm-hmm. um, And that's really critical not just as a pre-pc but even as a future clinician like I mean, what you're practicing and some patients you're seeing they challenge your implicit biases or whatnot um, so having that network is really a powerful thing
2: yeah and I think the key word there is having the guidance of someone that's been there before and can kind of take your hand and be like here here's you know, they can kind of put you on a straight path versus, you know, going all over trying to figure it out by yourself because you waste so much time doing that. Um, so having that guidance, I think, is really important.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of guidance, um, throw a little bit of guidance our way now. <laughs> as, <laughs> as a recent new grad, um, really at the top of the mountain now of the whole pre-PT, SBT journey, um, I know you have come from a background of personal training, exercise science. So a couple of things I wanted to ask you about that. First of all, why would someone in a personal training slash strength and conditioning background choose to become a PT or why did you even choose that route?
2: Um, so I know a lot of PTs and or strength coaches that had this background and then decided to go to PT school. I think The biggest thing is that you just learn so much more about the body. So when I first came out of PT school and I was working as a personal trainer, um, I actually got a lot of people on my schedule, like from the front desk and they'll be like, oh, hey, we have this new person, try them out. And a lot of them switched off my schedule because they were like, oh, she's really young. She probably doesn't know anything. And I was just like, please, like someone stay on my schedule. Like I know so much. Like I have this whole exercise science background. Um, but I don't know. I don't think that mattered, but I was able to like work with people and some people had ailments and I would just like, I would go on Google and be like, they have this thing that I've never heard of. What kind of exercises should I do? I don't know. It was very basic. I did get them better, which was cool, but you just learn so much more as a physical therapist. And I think we are the ones that really understand the rehab process and like tissues and tendons and a lot of psychological, you know, talking to people too. So I think that that's what really separates us is that we understand the rehab process versus just like a personal trainer where it's like, I I know that I can kind of like get you stronger, but I don't necessarily know what's going on. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the biggest thing that separates us.
0: Can it take you to that next level, I guess, of Mm -hmm. understanding really human movement in general and all the systems that go behind it? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, how did your background in personal training help you as a PT? Like just the year that you spent practicing, working with people, looking back on that, how has that helped you as a future clinician?
2: Oh my gosh, it has helped me so much. I definitely recommend it to anyone, whether they're in their gap year or if they're in undergrad, if you have a little bit of time to do personal training on the side, it's probably the best thing that I could have done before PT school. Because you just, that's like real life experience. Um, You're helping people achieve their goals, whether that's weight loss or putting on muscle mass or just getting stronger mentally, physically. You kind of start getting in the reps with people. um, And then you can use that when you're interviewing for schools. You can kind of give examples of transformations that you've been a part of. And there's a huge overlap between personal training and physical therapy. Really, it's just on a scale of progressive overload and we're getting stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, it just so happens that physical therapy, we're on the you know beginning end of the scale where someone's hurt and it's a little bit lighter, but we're doing the same things. We're doing a lot of the same exercises. Um, we're just tailoring down like the reps, the weight, um, the volume, I guess. But if you can kind of tie those together, especially in your interview and kind of show that you've already been doing that. You've already been evaluating people and seeing what their goals are and what they want to get back to. Um, and you've been doing that. I think you'll have a huge advantage over people that are just coming straight from school or never had that background. And then your exercise prescription is going to be on point. That was always, um, my strong point. So I never had to study that in school. And I think a lot of people struggled with that and they're like oh like can you help me like blah blah, blah can we go over this and i was like oh, i really don't want to waste my time on that i need to study differential diagnoses or something like that mm-hmm. but i think yeah
0: kind of going off the beaten trail a little bit taking a little <clears throat> um kind of a follow-up to that um if you were to go back and really when you were finished up your undergrad at jmu would you have still taken that gap year as a personal trainer now Looking back on it, or do you think there would have been more value in just going straight into PT school?
2: No, I absolutely would have done the gap year all over again. Um, Personal training was really fun. I really met some amazing clients of mine who I'm still really good friends with today. Like I've in the past couple weeks, I've hung out with three of them. Um, So I think that I really got some lifelong friends from that. Um, But yeah, just that experience is like indescribable i think it is really helpful to have mm-hmm. that background
0: for sure yeah and that's something we hear a lot like even people that are like physical therapists or owners of companies they've told us here in the podcast like hey one big piece of advice for pre-pts is go out and just be a personal trainer for a little bit mm-hmm. able to get into pt school because that their x side of things in pt school." you'll be able to understand it a lot better. And even like you said, working with people and getting your, your reps in working with people is so important, especially going into PT school.
2: Mm-hmm. That's probably um, maybe like the biggest advice I have is like, if you can be a trainer, do it. Yeah,
0: yep. Um, so moving now from your pre-PT journey into your time in PT school, first of all, why did you choose the university of new england in particular for pt school and then what was your experience like
2: <laughs> okay i get this a lot because i'm from virginia and i went to school in maine um honestly it was the only school that i got into so okay. i went um i guess my advice would also be to apply to a lot of schools i think i applied to four maybe five like i don't know I guess the experience was really different from undergrad. Um, yeah, so applied to a lot of schools. But basically, like I was saying, admissions typically close the end of October, I think. And it, this was maybe like in February. I just had a feeling that I maybe wasn't gonna get into PT school. So I started looking at other schools and my brother went to the University of New England for marine biology. So I was kind of just looking at that school and I saw they had rolling admissions and it closed at the end of February. So I was like a week or two away and I was like, you know what, let me just apply like kind of as a joke. And then I got an interview two weeks later and then I got in a few weeks later. So nice. Um, so I, I went and um, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm a little different. I feel like everyone loves their PT school experience and i think maybe i just came from a really fun undergrad and i i've never really studied that much my whole life and then for those tests i'd like study like a day or two before and then when i got to grad school i had to study every single day it was such a grind and it was like drinking water from like a fire hydrant like it was just like so much information and it was really tough and it was hard to it was a hard adjustment for me and you know like i made such really good friends at JMU and then going to UNE it was a little hard to make friends and I think it's just because we were all so busy studying all the time that we didn't have a lot of time to just like sit down and hang out with each other and, and build those relationships so I don't know I it was definitely not as fun as undergrad but it was fine it helped me get my degree so yeah. <laughs> I can't complain too much
0: yeah yeah Um, I think that that whole analogy of a fire hydrant I've definitely heard before one of uh, the SPTs that I've talked to he said like in undergrad you have like your separate cups of water like you have your physics class and you have your chemistry you have your biology but in PT school it's like you're more or less putting out fires so I guess not like the fire hydrant squirting at you he was saying but more or less like you have the fire hydrant and it's like these fires keep coming at you and you gotta like constantly keep putting them out um, and so there was this big adjustment. So what were some things that kind of helped you adjust from undergrad into PT school or what advice would you give someone who was just about to start PT school either now, um, in the fall or later on next year?
2: Um, so some things that I did, you know, I, I missed my friends a lot. Um, so being so far away, I was always, I was missing out on the beach trips and all these like house warming parties and all these things. And I was, pretty sad about it because I was so far away and then my life was miserable because I was in the library all day all the time so I was like "Dang, hey, this sucks so um a lot of times people would go out on the weekends and they would go drinking and party and I did that but a lot of times I would skip out and be like you know what like I just want to stay home and FaceTime my friends and that just really recharged my energy and I was like really happy that I got to connect with them and also so I was dating someone going into PT school for like about a year and then I got broken up with kind of unexpectedly and from there I was like okay like (laughs) it it kind of caught me off guard and Maine has a, a lot of beautiful hikes there. So I started going on hikes and just doing some like self and personal reflection and I just felt like I was sitting in so much of a better mental state when I did that um you know just going off and doing things by yourself because in PT school you're doing everything as a class you have all the same class schedules you all go to the gym at the same time like you're all eating at the same time Mm -hmm. so I'd say don't be afraid to take time for yourself and definitely reflect about the things that you want and that are important to you um because I think it'll help your mental state a lot to help you get through PT school
0: yeah but that's huge. Um, the self-care element and the self-care piece of PT school is often overlooked. Mm-hmm. More like, oh, I want to work an extra job, make extra money, like all these loans. And just having that time to, you know, FaceTime old friends, just either, you know, or go out and just, you know, chat with some friends, go on a hike, go work out, something like that. <clears throat> just so important to really recenter yourself because, it's not about quantity really, but and what you're study it's more or less the quality of it. Like where are you at mentally? Are you able to digest the information? And that self-care piece of that really helps um, increase the quality of your study time um, and quality of your life, honestly.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So looking back on it all, like after your whole journey through JMU and then going to University of New England, finally coming out of it all, if you were to go back in time, Four, five six years from now and see the younger pre PT version of yourself um, what would you tell her and what piece of advice would you give her
2: um so currently I I read a lot of personal development books because there's certain parts of myself that I want to work on and if I guess would have known about this world back then I would have picked them up so long ago So like I was saying before, like I was pretty shy. So I was kind of scared to talk to people or like talk to my teachers and you really can't build a lot of good relationships if you don't talk to people. Yeah. (laughs) So what I would say like back then I'd be like, you know, like pick up books about talking to people or building your confidence. Um, And just like, I would have liked to make deeper connections with more people and all my teachers Um, and I also would have told myself, you know, there's so many more things out there for yourself, like resources, like you guys like doing the pre PT grind or Greg Todd's videos or SSPT, which is like, you know, the smart success PT course, which if anyone listening doesn't know what that is, it's basically a course to increase your earning potential as a PT without sacrificing, you know, like more time and, um, maybe like a step-by-step to how to have a successful career, um, like in today's healthcare era, um, all that kind of streamlined, I feel like my journey in healthcare and the trajectory of my career. So I feel like the sooner I could have started that, you know, like the sooner I could have been like, Oh, here's my path. Here's what I'm going to do. Instead of like we were saying earlier, wasting so much time, just kind of running in circles, like, what do I do? What do I do without the, that kind of guidance? So all that stuff, like, and I can't, like, reiterate how cool I think your mission is with the pre-PT grind, because I could have used it so much when I was in, when I was a pre-PT, for sure.
0: Yeah, I guess, like, using your resources, like, there's more out there than just <clears throat> your professors, or, I'm um, not knock on that either, but, like, just what, what's in front of you, like, there's a whole world of people that are really charged up doing the same passion or at the same mission that you you have um in health and fitness and in, in physical therapy and just like leveraging those resources even myself as a pre-pt like being a part of pre-pt grind going to smart success pt live um for two different years meeting so many different people like it's changed the way i see my career and like you said like it that's a really good word like streamline like it's streamlined my career and puts me on the right path really mm-hmm. um now, looking kind of on, kind of on that tangent um, of networking and, and having that, that group of people, how has specifically your network of PTs shaped you as a future clinician? I um, know you mentioned like SSPT. I saw on your Instagram that you were with a Healthy Baller out in the D.C. area um, and then like your internships as well. How has that network really shaped who you are as a future DPT?
2: Um. I don't know. I feel like it's absolutely changed my life. So if I never had the internship that I had to do for school, I would have never met. I call her my first CI. Um, So the person that I shadowed because she really involved me in everything. Sometimes she had me um, be hands-on with patients or she would have me write my own soap notes. And she was like, this is kind of like what it's like. And she would really involve me. And so that was really awesome. And by the end of that summer, I was like, okay, thank you for helping me. I think this is what I want to do. I actually just got lunch with her yesterday and she was like, it's so cool to see you come full circle. Like, I'm so proud of you. And I was telling her, you know, all my different goals. And she's like, I can just see that you're so driven and you're so passionate and all this stuff is so fitting for you. And like, I'm so happy for you. And you know, like I wrote her a card before I went that was like, it's not often that, you know, people get recognized for changing people's lives. But, you know, like if I never met you, I probably wouldn't have went to PT school and like I have no idea where my life would be without you. So thank you. So I think that's um, that's like number one. So that set me on my PT school journey. Mm-hmm. Um, then SSPT, I joined during my second year and that obviously changed my life as well. Um, I think if you want anything more out of your life and out of your career, like absolutely jump in because um, you won 't regret it, but I wouldn't have started my Instagram account with it i've met I've met so many people gotten so many opportunities just from you know posting things daily um, I have a lot of close friends and mentors today from SSPT, which is awesome. I actually wouldn't have met Wesley from Healthy Butler without my instagram so I was actually studying to take the April boards and I missed the deadline by two days. <laughs> oh, um,
0: man.
2: So that was a huge bummer because I was studying all during my third clinical. Um, I was about like two months in and I went to go sign up and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. So I, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna put it out in the world uh, for me that I've accepted it. I, so our class generally takes it in July. But then a few people started to take it in April and then there was kind of a shift. And, you know, throughout PT school, I was like, you know, like, I don't know, maybe I could do it. But those are generally the really smart people that take it in April. And then in my third year, I was like, you know what, like, I'm really smart. I can do it. Um, and I just kind of wanted to prove to myself that I could. So I'm I'm very happy that I tried and I'm pretty confident that I could have passed in April because I was almost through all my studying. Um, But then when I missed it, I was like, okay, whatever. I'm pretty far ahead (laughs) of everyone else. So I had the summer, did my thing, whatever, and actually picked up studying like three weeks out from the July board. So thank God I passed that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But anyway, so I made an Instagram post about it. I was like, you know what? I tried my best. I tried really hard. There's nothing I can do about it. I'm going to kill it in July. And I didn't use any hashtags. I was like, I don't care. Like who sees this? This is just like for me. Mm -hmm. And Wesley somehow found that post. I don't know how, but he's like, I found it. And then, you know, like, as soon as I started reading it, I was like, oh my gosh, like something bad happened to this girl. And he like read the whole thing <laughs> and he reached out to me and was like, Hey, just came across your post. Like, sorry to hear like what happened. Keep pressing forward. Like you got this. And I was a huge fan of him. So when he said that, I like lost it. I was like, oh my gosh, Wesley. <laughs> um, and then, I don't know. We just kind of started talking realized that my hometown was kind of close to where Healthy Baller is. And he was like, well, if you ever want to come shadow, feel free. And I started shadowing a lot throughout the summer. And you know, within a week, I want to say, he was like, do you have a mentor? Because I think you're really awesome. And I would love to be your mentor. And I was like, oh my God, I would love for the ACL guru to be my mentor because yeah. I do really love working with ACLs. So um, it was really cool being there at Healthy Baller. They have an amazing cash practice with um so Teddy Wilsey aka strength coach therapy and Wesley Wang um and Teddy does a lot of work with lifters which i love Wesley does a lot of acl work too like which i also love that niche um it's a big sports performance complex um and they have some amazing strength coaches there and i think since we like that niche like it's so important to like learn from a really good strength coach because there's a lot of strength and conditioning principles that you do not learn in PT school mm-hmm. so if you can get with a good strength coach you can learn a lot from them um so I always say to people like if you see people in your field that are doing what you want to do reach out to them try to shadow them if you can because it's a great learning experience
0: yeah yeah no doubt um I think like you said it, it, I, it I come back to that that sentence you said where like it streamlines time for you. Mm-hmm. Like instead of you figuring out all these things that these other people have figured out, you meet them, you latch yourself onto them, and you know, if they're the right people, like like you said, like Wesley was like, Hey, like do you have a mentor? Um, they will mentor you and they'll care for you because they want to see our profession grow. Mm-hmm. Um, someone like Greg Todd as well, like learning how to open up your own business and sell yourself in healthcare and, and as a physical therapist. You don't learn that in PT school either. Mm-mm. So Instead of you struggling and trying to figure that out for 20 years, you go to someone that kind of went through the struggle and, and it's going to help you figure it out, too. And so that network, I can speak, you know, on my behalf, too. Like, it's really helped me as someone who hasn't even started PT school yet. Um, it's, it's been huge. Um, and so kind of going off that, what you said with, um, with Wesley and Teddy and Healthy Baller. Um, relating to what you want to do, what are your future plans and goals as a physical therapist?
2: Um, so my biggest goal, so I really like working with lifters and athletes. That is the niche that I want to get in. Um, and I'm basically trying to bridge the gap between traditional rehab and strength and conditioning. because with traditional rehab, typically people, once they don't have pain, then they're like, all right, discharge. Like, why would, why would we see you? But physiologically, sometimes those people, just because you have pain does not mean you are ready to go back to sport or go back to max lifting. And I just, I think that there's a gap there. So I'm trying to bridge that gap (laughs) a lot. And I just, the end goals, I really don't want to be, you know, have my hands tied behind my back with insurances telling me what I can or, cannot do because I do not think that they have the best interests of the patient in mind. So ideally I would like to be in a cash-based practice working with lifters and athletes.
0: Nice. And that's the fact that you have met um, Wesley Wang and, and Teddy, Teddy Wilsey at healthy ball or like that, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's just so valuable. And like, honestly, like I'm, I'm jealous that you're <laughs> lived by them and you can you know, drive out there and shadow them. Cause that's something that I want to do too. Really working in that strength and conditioning field, um, but I, I love how like you you see a need, um, and that need kind of fits what your passion was and what you did in undergrad as an exercise science major, and then going working as a personal trainer, and now that you've come out of PT school, it really like I kind of see like you know we I just met you, um, <laughs> but I can see how like your journey has prepared you to serve in your passion and that that is so cool honestly um that's really special
2: yeah so one thing I do want to say for anyone else thinking that they know what they want to do whether it's neuro or cardiopulm, like pediatrics geriatrics whatever if you kind of have a hunch going into grad school like really listen to that and I know sometimes people will go out on clinicals and be like oh wait, I actually hate this I don't want to do this anymore. But when I went into PT school, the first day, we all said like our names, where we're from, like what setting we're interested in. And I said, you know, like sports or, or maybe pediatrics. And all my teachers throughout PT school were like, sports is so saturated. Everyone's on sports when they come in here, you're going to love skilled nursing or you're going to love like neuro. And they were kind of downplaying my passion and my interest, and I was always kind of confused, and like it just sat with me like a weird way. And I was like, "What is so wrong about being passionate about sports that I played my whole life and and being injured and you know going to different rehab professionals or doctors?" And they're like, "Well, maybe you should just like rest, or maybe you shouldn't do that anymore." And instead of kind of modifying my activity and working with me, it was pretty frustrating. And I was like, "Okay, well, I'm not gonna." stop playing my sports like I'm team captain or blah blah blah. I'm I'm this I'm that like that's not really an option and you're not really helping me so Mm -hmm. I was always pretty frustrated with that so I think that kind of fuels me whenever I see athletes or people in my position that just really want to get back on the field I'm like okay like maybe we don't have to take you out but we gotta kind of tailor x y and z so I'm really passionate about working with them but don't let teachers kind of like Put out your light and say, like, you're not interested in what you want to be interested in. Um, and the first time that I talked to Greg Todd, I was telling him about this. I was like, well, maybe I'll go into a sniff. Like, oh, no. And he was like, no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> if you want to work with athletes, you are going to work with athletes. Like, you need to, or else you're going to get burnt out super quickly. And that was the first time that someone told me that it was okay to want to work with athletes, like in a sports setting. And then that kind of, changed my mind about what I want to do and I was like oh, you're right it is okay yeah. so just like be careful who you listen to I know teachers you know want to have your best interests in mind but do what you want to do <laughs> yeah
0: and the the PT profession is such a diverse profession I've met I've met a lady <laughs> who a PT that was you know a, loved to ride horses and she also worked in a pediatric clinic so she used that and combined it together. And she uses hippotherapy, which is like riding horses to help strengthen is kind of a therapeutic modality, really, um, with her pediatric patients. And like, that's what she loves to do. And then when she's done with work, she just goes and rides horses for the rest of the day. Um, and she loves it. And So like, do what you love. And I love, honestly, how like, your passion and then your background and journey like just ties together and combine to this like really powerful um career that that you have now and that you're gunning towards after finishing up the boards and being Mm all that you know school and academic stuff like you're you're gonna hit the ground running Christine and that's (laughs) that's awesome how um like your story also has like so much value you know like being an athlete at JMU and not knowing about PT much until your internship and then like meeting people and like your network, your story and your passion has so much value and you're going to do big things.
2: Thank you so much.
0: Yeah. So one final question we ask all our interviewees. um, If you had your own PT school, if you had the Sweezy PT Academy. um,
2: (laughs) I love it. Maybe I should start that.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, if you had your own PT school and you were going through all these applications, who would your, or what would your first choice applicant look like?
2: Um, okay, well, I think everyone always says they want someone that's well-rounded, so we don't want someone that's super book smart, but maybe not socially, you know, as rounded. So basically, I would say the most important thing to me is that I would have someone that knew what they were passionate about and why so like what I just talked about I was like I was pretty frustrated growing up and I had back pain or I had hip pain and no one was really helping me and like or they would just tell me to stop playing sports and I'm like okay now <laughs> um so finding out what fuels you and why and like having a solid story and why PT over other professions um, I think that's an important interview question. I think I got that. So prepare for that guys. <laughs> yeah. Um and do not say to help people, because there are so many other careers that we don't have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to help people. <laughs> you don't even need to go to college to like do something to help people. <laughs> yeah. So don't say that either. I think that's so overrated. Um uh, so when people asked me that, I was like, you know, I'm just really interested in the rehab process. I told them like why I was always hurt and I was always in the trainer's room. And I was always curious, when could I get back? When could I do this? When could I do that? What is, why am I doing what I'm doing? <laughs> um, yeah. And even now as a clinician, I try to explain to people and I try to tie it in like, we're doing squats because X or deadlifts because of this to help you get back to what you want to do. Like, it's kind of like when you're bending over to pick something up, you know, like yeah, um, make it relevant. So I think another important thing is being able to connect and talk with people because that's, so important because your patients aren't going to trust you if you can't listen to them and listen to their story and about why they're there. Um, So I try to not talk as much as possible during my evaluations so that they feel comfortable and they can kind of open up because I think I heard this stat. I don't know if it's like on average, a doctor will let you talk 11 seconds before they interrupt you and kind of tell you, I don't know what's going on or what they think blah 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 and I'm like that is terrible (laughs) like everyone just needs to learn how to listen but um if you can kind of connect to people and be generally genuinely interested in other people I think that's going to go a long way versus thinking that you're interesting and talking about yourself a lot
0: (laughs) yeah I love it I think and I see that in you, those traits in you, like the the passion aspect, you talked about that a lot, like knowing what, you know, your why. And kind of a caveat of that, like it's not, it's not a, the worst thing in the world if you don't know what that is right now. Like mm-hmm. maybe it's because you haven't met someone or you haven't experienced something yet and it'll come, you know, it, that, that passion and your your niche and where you fit into the whole <clears throat> rehab industry will come um, if you, you know, you seek it out more or less. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like you said, the the personal aspect of it, Um, you know even working in as a personal trainer for a year or even working as a physical therapy technician like getting your reps in and being able like learning how to communicate with people and create a safe environment where patients feel like they can share their um, concerns with you and really open up is it's really critical so I definitely second what you just said
2: (laughs) yeah I think all that's um really important
0: yeah so as we wrap things up um this is your chance here to roll out the red carpet for you. Where can people find you Um, either locally on the East coast or online through social media?
2: Okay. um, On social media, you can find me. My Instagram handle is bridge the gap underscore DP. Like I said, I'm just trying to bridge the gap between traditional rehab and strength and conditioning. Um, I am actually moving to Charlotte, North Carolina here in a couple weeks. I'm really excited for that. I haven't accepted a job yet, so I can't tell you what clinic I'm going to be working at. But that—that's where I'm going to be.
0: That's awesome. Um, and that's Bridge the Gap underscore DPT, right? Yep. Awesome. And we'll link that in the um, description as well of our podcast. Thanks so much for your time, Christine. Thanks for sharing—sharing uh, sharing your story with us, sharing your passion, um, and
1: review and subscribe to the PT grind podcast what this basically does is tell the platforms out there that we're honest that you like our stuff that we're doing something right and that we're bringing value to you all our audience so if you can take about three seconds out of your day to rate review and subscribe to the PT grind podcast and tell your friends about PT grind We would be forever, forever grateful to all of you. So thank you again for listening to another episode of the Pre-PT Grind podcast. We will see you on the next one.